0: This is Barry Fitzgerald, Perro columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're having a chat with George Sakhalidis, the well-known Managing Director of Magnetic Resources. It's trading at 74 cents under the code of MAU for a market cap of about $150 million. The market cap tells you that magnetic is not your average gold exploration junior. In fact, it was one of the success stories of the last 12 months with its share prices tripling in the period. The reason for the excitement is the exploration success at the group's Hawks Nest property near Laverton in WA. It is a part of the world that hosts a number of multi-million ounce deposits and mines, and the hope is that Magnetic is onto something big there itself. I'll ask George to give us an update on Hawks Nest and Magnetic's other projects in a moment, but first I'll welcome him to the podcast. G'day George, and thanks for your time today.
1: Okay, Barry, it's good to be here today.
0: Uh, I mentioned you're well known in the industry, but for those new to the company and yourself, could you give us a rundown on your educational uh, background and your background in the industry and perhaps some of the discoveries you've been associated with over the years?
1: Uh, Well, uh, Sydney Sydney University, Honours Degree in Geology and Geophysics, Uh, been a company director since 2000, and... um, with a number of different companies that we listed. Yeah, so my claim to fame is exploration and making new discoveries. And I guess on the way through, there's been a number of discoveries, including mineral sand deposit called the Dongara deposit, uh, a gold deposit called uh, Three Rivers, and a number of other areas um, where we applied for tenements, uh, where there were mines founded in the future. You know, obviously, the latest discovery with image resources, the Buna Naring Mineral Sand Deposit. And I guess the next one is s 9, which is starting to look pretty good.
0: Okay. Now, you might well be the first exploration geophysicist we've had on the podcast. Just as a, a matter of interest, would you say it makes for a different way of going about things than the average geologist might bring to the party?
1: Well, I spend a lot of time analysing the aeromagnetic and ground magnetic data I often uh, make no assumptions on previous exploration so I I start from scratch and evaluate what it all means because the company has money I can test these theories and it is quite a different approach and often we can home in on structures which have been missed by others
0: right and that's uh... That's been to the uh, benefit of uh, Magnetic and previous companies you've involved with, obviously. So just looking at uh, Magnetic, the tripling of the share price over the last 12 months uh, is obviously a seriously good indication the market thinks Magnetic is onto something special. Uh, Can you give us some background to the project, uh, the expiration model being pursued there and what's
1: in store uh, in the year ahead? Uh, The expiration model uh, to begin with was similar to the Wallaby mine and the Jupiter mine, which are adjacent. These are intrusive-style deposits that have a characteristic magnetic signature. So we searched for those on our land and we had a number of targets, boxes four, five and six. Uh, we did explore there, um, but we did not find uh, a large continuity of the gold mineralisation, which we found. What well, we did find out, though, what was it, the... Um, the old historical pits and a number of the fault lines showed up on the ground magnetics. So we chased those to the south and we laid out uh, large soil programs. And eventually we went five kilometres to the south of Hook ness 5 and we uncovered a, a massive um, three kilometre by 300 meter soil anomaly averaging about 0.4 to 0.5 of gramme. And that that is a target that we've been drilling for the last uh, year, year and a quarter. Um, So it's basically come out of understanding the information doing soil geochem chem programs where where appropriate. And um, based on that uh, work, we've now completed about 450 holes, uh, averaged around uh, 46 metres. So extensive drilling, but it's a very shallow deposit. Uh, it only dips twenty degrees to the east, and because it's so shallow, there I guess there's not a lot of strip, and it becomes a it's a very attractive target. In the last um, two drill programs, we uncovered a, a thicker zone uh, close to the centre, and that thicker zone had uh, altered porphyries which are up to seventy metres in thickness, and then we basically. Um, follow those, they were plunging in a slightly different direction, and we, we've we been doing uh, follow-up holes. One of the follow-up holes hit a zone 4 metres at 49 grams, which is pretty exciting because it's right in the plunged position, so we're, we're now further drilling that down plunge, so we're waiting on those results as well. So it's all, all come about from trying to understand what we're dealing with, and then looking at information in detail, understanding the complexity, and then positioning holes where appropriate to try to chase this, this um, all-body at depth, I guess.
0: Mm. And so this is HN9, as the company refers to it. Now, uh, you mentioned the drilling to has uh, been
1: quite shallow. Is there depth potential? Yeah, we've, we've put down um, uh, 10 holes down to um, 150 metres plus, and out of those holes, we've we now decided to chase this thickened porphyry. There is depth potential for sure. Um, a lot of the the bigger ore bodies have multiple horizontal loads and often they can go down to a kilometre plus. Um, our deepest drill hole is about 200 metres of vertical depth. We've only just started the deep drilling, but we're trying to direct it towards specific targets rather than uh, reconnaissance. Drilling, and that's why we're chasing this system uh, there's a number of other things that are coming out of it um, the ground magnetics work that we're doing is picking up the thickened porphyries so it's uh, it's allowing us to look look in 3d and we haven't started chasing those other targets as yet so it looks pretty interesting mm. is it uh, are you at the stage yet where
0: you can um, start thinking about establishing a resource initial resource estimate
1: Uh, We were going to do that um, start late last year. But because of this new discovery, we've had to postpone it. So once once we've done this deeper drilling, um, we'll be looking at doing a resource. Conceptually, we'll do an independent resource study, metallurgical test study and a scoping study. We're all um, aiming to, to do that this year. And I guess also begin the pre-feasibility. So it's quite ambitious, um, but we've got a project that warrants us going as quickly as we can. Mm. Now,
0: we've mentioned the uh, numerous multi-million ounce gold deposits in the area, and uh, there also seems to be numerous uh, hungry mills in the area associated with those operations. I take it then that we're still some way off from a a development decision, obviously, but having those hungry mills nearby obviously gives you some uh, various options when it comes to thinking about development.
1: Yeah, we're, we're only um, 15 kilometres away from the Granny Smith processing plant and only 10 kilometres away from the Jupiter processing plant. Um, so it's a very convenient position. Uh, we know both operations are uh, looking to find more ore and to supplement their feed. Um, at the same time, uh, we haven't really um, have any, had any in-depth discussions. There are there are a number of other players in the area as well, so we're we're starting to talk to some of those just to give them an update on, on where we are. Um, from our position, from our understanding, we're happy to, to continue on the way we are, and um, I guess talk to our neighbours and see how they how they're positioned as well.
0: Mm. And you're proceeding, obviously, on the basis of it's 100% to magnetic. No thought of uh, bringing in a uh, joint venture partner with deep pockets to uh, come in with a big drilling program, speed things up a bit, or do you want to proceed 100%, get the leverage, and then think about?
1: Yeah. Uh, Look, we're we're happy to proceed 100%. 100%. Uh, We've got pretty um, decent shareholders um, with uh, big pockets who are prepared to back it. Um, They like what they see. So I think we're, at this point, going 100% and not really going into a joint venture as such. Look, the big opportunity of where we are is that these multi-million ounce deposits uh, often occur in close proximity. And it wouldn't do ourselves justice if we decided to give it to someone someone else. So we'd rather do it ourselves.
0: is there a mining history along the, the structures there or is this a virgin area?
1: Um, Hawks, it's not. there's only been historical um, mining done in the 1900s. Basically, th- these are only small pits, uh, but they're, they're extensive. Um, the pits cover uh, most of the three-kilometer length. Um, so basically, the, the pits are on top of the outcropping position of the altered porphyry. Um, so there really hasn't been um, modern mining as such, and it's just um, older prospector style.
0: Mm. Uh, given its proximity to those other big deposits, uh, how is was it the company was able to uh, get
1: that position? Uh, well, I uh, pegged about one hundred, I think about one hundred and seventy square kilometers um, in in early two thousand sixteen. Uh, they were granted at the end of two
0: thousand
1: sixteen. Mm-hmm. So. It was actually open the ground was all open
0: Mm -hmm. and was there some geophysical data set
1: that you were able to uh, uh, do your pegging off the back of 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 course yeah of course i've I've been looking at that um and came up with a number of targets before we pegged it um yeah so it's been on my watch system for a while um the laverton district Mm -hmm. um and very happy to grab land which is open yeah for sure
0: Okay. So uh, just in the you know, the near term, you, are you drilling currently or about to drill? What's the situation there?
1: Yeah, we finished a um, program in Hawks S9. Uh, the, most of it was directed at deeper drilling, down plunge um, of the thicker, thicker porphyry. Uh, so there's about a 1,500-metre program. Um, there's a prospect called Lady Julie, which is that starts about a kilometre away to the east, and we've done a, a similar amount there. That program is ongoing, probably finished in the next week. We think that the Lady Julie will be a supplement um, op- operation to our 9 And there's one area in particular where we see the same altered porphyries, which was drilled a number of years ago by Western Mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just finished extensive soil geocam program there, hoping to outline the north-south continuity. We have got some drill in in hits here, which we're following up at the same time, waiting for the soils to to show us the full extent. So, Lady Julie, because it's so close to Hawks S9, we could effectively call it the same mining project. Hmm.
0: A lot to look out for there. Um, Now, away from the Hawks Nest area, the company has other projects. Uh, Which ones do you rate at the moment as ones to watch?
1: Uh, Well, the the, the only one that seems... Raidable is the Homewood Bound Project, which is um, halfway between Leonora and Laverton, where we've got a number of historical drill intersections plus a a large soil anomaly. We'll be uh, chasing that up in the near future, um, trying to ascertain the the veracity of these intersections. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's two separate lines of mineralisation so we will we'll be testing that over the next month or two. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, back to Hawkesness, very much the focus as uh, the year unfolds.
1: Yeah, Hawksness is definitely the one. Um, and like I said before, there's a number of targets developing in, in a three-dimensional space, and we'll be uh, looking at, to test some of those as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, question all juniors need to be asked, of course, when they have an exciting project like this, how are you off for funding at the moment?
1: Uh, fun- funding, uh, there's about 2.2 in the bank. There are a number of people that um, like my progress, so they've been talking to us. So um, yes, at some point we'll be looking at future funding. A um, share price is quite healthy, so there's no reason not to. Um, but I guess uh, we will be looking at that over the next few months. Mm. The um,
0: One of the beauties of the company, of course, is has got a very tight capital base. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of stock issued in the past. Uh, even if you were to uh, tap the market with some equity funds, it won't be uh, very dilutionary given the scale of the project you're chasing.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's a very important aspect of the company. Uh, we listed in 2007. There's about 202 million shares. Um, we've kept it uh, quite very tight and, um, yeah, and I guess we've mainly dealt with high net worth investors rather than other types of investor. Um, and these investors um, tend to have a longer, longer term view and like to back the projects um, all the way through. So we're kind of lucky to have that sort of investor involved with the company. Mm. Are there any big shareholding blocks in the company? The, uh, the biggest shareholder's got around 13%. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and there's a lot around um, 5%. The top 20 holder at around 65%, Mm -hmm. Um, and generally the biggest shareholders have been tending to um, keep their their percentage by, uh, I guess, participating in future raisings.
0: Now, obviously, exploration in that whole uh, Leonora, Laverton area, uh, apart from the success yourself and others have uh, had. Got a lot to do with the gold price um did you ever think you'd be exploring for gold in a aussie dollar two thousand three hundred dollars an ounce plus sort of environment uh
1: well there were many, many people have said that it'll go above two thousand and i guess in most cases it never happened um i didn't i didn't quite expect it but i knew i knew uh, when when there's a resource boom often the gold drives it drives the market first and uh, my view is that that's, that's what's happening at the moment. And uh, based on that model, the expected results boom will follow.
0: Mm. Just on, are uh, you seeing any uh, inflationary cost pressures at the exploration level, you know, drilling costs, etc., cetera, uh, assay labs, uh, because of the uh, boom in the gold price?
1: No, we, we haven't seen that yet. Most of the drillers have been hungry for work. Um, the assay comp- companies and laboratories have been, they have been very busy, but it's a very competitive space. So generally the prices haven't gone up. Um, Yeah, so at this stage, we don't see that pressure as yet.
0: So just to uh, wrap things up, um, in shareholders should be looking out for some uh, drilling results
1: in coming weeks. Yeah, there's a number of soil programs and drilling programs. quite a number of um, areas that we've been testing. That'll, that'll obviously lead to some more drilling, but at the same time, we are pretty focused on studying, doing metallurgical test work and um, resource studies as soon as we can. Mm.
0: That, uh, just on the Met work,
1: there's nothing in that particular region that suggests there will be issues at this time? And, no, we, we, we generally see quartz mm-hmm. Um We don't see sulphide very mm-hmm. often. Um, so we don't expect to have any issues at all.
0: Excellent. Okay, George, uh, exciting times as reflected in the tripling of the share price in the last 12 months. Uh, let's hope it can triple again. Who knows? We'll wait and see the results. But thanks for your time today and good luck with it all. Yeah, thanks, Barry. Thanks, thanks for today. Well, cheers.